Wait, are we doing this? <laughs> I don't stop know. Stop pressing buttons. What are we talking about stop, again? Stop pressing. Cowboys and Indians, Dave. All right. Yes. Hey, welcome to the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Dave. And you know what we're talking about today? We already gave it away. Cowboys and Indians. And whiskey. Yes. So let's, let's start the show. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Steve. So, Dave. We're talking about uh, what today? Cowboys and Indians. Cowboys and Indians. Feathers. No, no, no offense intended to anyone who. You know. I might mean, not like to be a do we, cowboy. Do we need to give this like uh, discretionary like notice? Yeah, you know what? Cowboys and Indians have been around forever, and if somebody doesn't like it, then don't listen. So that's what I have to say. I mean, it, it's no one's it's a being, big topic. There's a lot to say, and there's a lot of offense, and we're just having fun with it. And whatever know, it is, what it is. I'm not offended. Are you? No, I love them. Oh, well, then move on. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna drink some of their whiskey. Absolutely. Some, some of their whiskey. Yes. The, um, they, them. Yes. Okay. Z. 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 Anyway, go uh, on. Please continue. So we brought up the topic, Cowboys and Indians, and I immediately went back to my childhood and was thinking about how I used to, you know, innocently play Cowboys and Indians. Of course you did. You know, yeah. one person had that, like, little cheap cap gun with the little rolly uh, thing in there. Another one just had a stick, the shirt off, running around the yard. Tied a belt around his forehead, <laughs> yeah, or like like his dad's tie, running amok. <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was always a good time making a noise. Yeah, yep, and uh, yeah, and then we uh, got a hold of a uh, bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. So the two just kind of fit together, and yeah, they do. This is what we're doing. My dad uh, played Cowboys and Indians with his babysitter when he was younger. They tied her to a telephone pole. Eighteen forty-five. We're trying to scout, start tried to scalp her until his mom <laughs> came home and found what they were doing. How far did he get? They, they didn't. They didn't get her scalped. Okay, right. but uh, they, they, they had her tied up. Pretty they good. were thinking about it. <laughs> it's crazy. What? <clears throat> just so, innocent tell, childhood adventures. Yeah, tell me about the Buffalo Trace. Uh, yeah. So let's get into. Uh, the Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, uh, Buffalo Trace is a distillery. The Buffalo Trace? And... Is it in France? I don't know why I say that. Why do you say The Buffalo Trace? Because that just sounds fun. Il reste trois jours, ouais, et on... Il y avait un défilé hier, c'est comme ça. On va en parler du défilé, ouais. Okay, et... You know, okay, so probably the reason why I say that is because the parent company that owns Buffalo... Because Buffalo Trace is a distillery, and it's actually a type of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's owned by Sazerac, which is the company. So okay. they actually have their own well, their own line, but they uh, they bought out Buffalo Trace uh, a couple, uh, 10, 20 years ago, or something mm-hmm. like that, 20 okay. years ago. And uh, so uh, the Buffalo Trace whiskey did not exist at the time that they took over, and so people would come to the distillery for tours, and they kept asking, like, oh, the name's Buffalo Trace. Like, why don't you actually have a Buffalo Trace bottle of whiskey? Oh, so they never we had want... one that was named after the distiller. Yeah, so they're like, huh, all right, let's uh, let's come up with a bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace. And so, oh, hello. Why didn't they say, because we don't, bitches. <laughs> so I, I don't know, say. but they just, you know, you always have, like, the name of the product, or the, mm-hmm. the name of the company. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so the owner uh, rummaged around through the uh, the barrels in Kentucky, and he basically assembled the best of the best of what he thought would be, like, the ultimate bourbon. Mm-hmm. And that's how he created uh, Buffalo Trace. Mm. And good things have come from Buffalo Trace. Yeah, and uh, this particular mash bill is what they say is their number one mash bill because it's used in several of their bourbons. Mm-hmm. So it's used in, in uh, Eagle Rare, 
Um, it's used in E.H. Taylor. Stag. Stag and uh, a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like the aging, it's the proofing, it's the mixing that makes this different. Okay. And uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty uh, low-priced bottle. It should be like 20 30 bucks. Around here, it's 50 bucks, just kind of like Eagle Rare. Uh, a little bit, little bit more price, but uh, it's one of their best ones. Yeah, for best a, rated. So for a while, when you couldn't find it anywhere because they weren't, they were allocating it. People were gouging it for one hundred twenty dollars a bottle. It's insane, it's nuts. You go to like Texas so, and you can find a bottle of this for like twenty bucks. It's crazy, it's insane, isn't it? Who says we're not in Texas? Well, I was at one point. Who but says we we're are not in Tennessee? Now. Are we in California? Maybe. Are we here? Oklahoma. Where the wind and goes, goes whipping down, down the rain. Hey, whatever it says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any more than that. Does a whip? I Sweet. Don't know. Is it whip? Say whip. whip. In so, the heart of Texas. So should we try this Buffalo Trace and give it a taste? <sighs> I suppose. All right, mm. let's let's do it. Okay. All right. We uh we already poured uh, two um Karen glasses. Yes. And let's do it. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh, that's the key, <laughs> holding it from the bottom. From the nub. These 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 glasses are, first. as we call them, snifters, are made out of 100% crystal, which is why you get the ring. Steven is <sighs> enjoying this very Oh, so. yes. You like it? Oh, uh, I gotta take it. oh man. On the nose. Hmm. I get, like, caramel. A little bit of honey, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, okay. This there is a good one. Over the lips. <laughs> On the lips, over the gums. Watch out. Stomach, here it comes. Over the lips. Mm. 90 proof. Um, so Buffalo Trace say that it's uh, aged about eight years. Oh, that's that's wonderful. But there's a rumor mill that's uh, anywhere from eight to ten, and the average is 9.5. So I don't know what that year and a half difference or why they say it's eight. Why would you say it's? Younger than what it really is, I but know, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, that's wonderful. Yeah, smooth. It's like buttery. So as we go down this Buffalo Trace Distillery adventure, mm-hmm. this is our second bottle from that uh, line. Uh, I keep hearing all the comments of saying how they're overrated, and I'm not seeing it yet. I don't know. I don't. Think I think I've, they're overpriced. I don't think I've tried any of the bourbons that people are that. That I would consider overrated, like a, like Blanton's or E.H. Taylor. Yeah, and I mean, okay. I've I've heard on other podcasts, like you know, guys that are just about not 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 whiskey sommeliers, but they're very knowledgeable in whiskey and have tried Blanton's and have have sampled Pappy Van Winkle and stuff yep. like that, and they're saying, you know, I also had this, and taste wise on the palate. I don't see a difference between okay. the two, yeah. but yet they want to charge four hundred dollars for a yeah. bottle of this, and this bottle cost me fifty. And we're not drinking like their most expensive. They have cheaper ones. They yeah. definitely have several cheaper ones, but we're drinking probably like their mid range, lower to mid range. Yeah. Um, and you know, Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace are you know in my top five. I think they're, they're both good and solid bourbons. Why spend a lot of money for a name? Yeah. I mean, granted that name became popular for a reason, but not, not all names that are popular became popular because of overwhelming quality. Mm-hmm. It became popular because so-and-so wore the shoe or, you know, uh, this world-renowned whiskey guy liked it and said it's the best whiskey around. And so now suddenly, oh, great, we're going to jack the price up to $300 a bottle. Yeah. 
I, I just don't. I don't. I don't agree. I think with maybe that. just because so many people want it, that's why it's so. It's not the distillery that's jacking the price. It's it's the uh, what's it called the the market's actually jacking it up. Yeah, from what I understand, the distillery makes the least amount of margin on their product. Yeah. So it's yep, and they've expanded, as we uh, said in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Is like they're just trying to yeah. put out a good product. They're trying to get as much of it out in the market as possible because they know people like it. They expanded the uh, Buffalo Trace. Expanded, right? Yes, I heard they were putting in a pool. So go on. <laughs> <laughs> I give it two thumbs up. I give it a two thumbs up too. Yeah, fantastic. So on to oh yes, you got to hold it by the bottom. Make it ring. There you go. Make it ring. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> What'd you say? Make it rain? I don't have enough, I don't have enough dollars. Yeah, well. So let's move on to the whole topic of today, which goes with the Buffalo Trace. Get it? Buffalo. Buffalo soldier. Wait, I, sh- I never. Yeah. Oh, so, I, see, now, now we think about yeah. it. So, it's not Jamaican, though. Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Very confusing. There were no cowboys. No dot, in no Jamaicans. No nothing. dot, no feather, no dot. Feather. Okay. Headdress, so tomahawk. Please, Stephen. You, you Totem did a, pole. Teep. Teepee. Teepee. <laughs> Dee me, for my bungle. I need Dee for my bungle. Did you know Beavis and Butthead's coming out with a new movie? Are you threatening me? Anyway, please go uh, on. No, I'm not. All right, so Cowboys and Indians. Steve did a lot of research on this, and I did some of my own. Uh, just some stuff we found interesting that you might find interesting, but probably not. So take it away, Steve. I just, uh, you know, how do you really, like, grab a whole race of people, group of people, mm-hmm. and, you know, Talk about them like in thirty minutes or less, and give a good summary. You just I think there's just been things about it you find interesting. It's been an epic story. Uh, you want to talk about oppression? Like I think the Native Americans have been through the most out of most of the groups, and uh, I don't know. It's just they just have a, a a long, interesting, somewhat sad history. It's true, very true. I mean, they had some good things too, but. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a lot of the stories are that we have, I think, are about war yeah, and about them, you know, being pushed aside in, in some type of reservation or not. So, I don't know, just. There's not enough stories about the, 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 the positives and the, the highlights and, and the, uh, um, the, uh, the privileges that the Indians had. Like, I mean, yeah. tax-free casinos, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, that's pretty good. Welcome to the Three Feathers Comedy Club. Please put your oh, hands God. together for Johnny Many Moons. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bear walked into a bar. Bear said to deer, may I please have a drink? And so deer said to bear, why the big paws? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so stupid and so offensive. I love it. But I mean. No, South Park? Like yeah, South Park. Yeah. The Cowboys didn't have casinos. Go on. They did actually, though, didn't they? Did the like, Cowboys have casinos? Yeah, like, like river the, casinos. The back room in the bar. They go into a saloon and in the back yeah. they'd be playing cards. Just uh, they'd be they, playing. Were doing, they were doing something else in the back room in the bar. Yeah. Or is that upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Take off your chair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> All I can think about is when you said the term wizard sleeves. <laughs> like sleeve of wizard? Uh, here he goes again. So, <laughs> running around playing cowboys and Indians. 
Um, Jesus. I'm never saying that again. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, you think about how Indians are portrayed, right? Yeah. I mean, in the movies, uh, what'd you have on here? You, you did some research. Yeah, like Kev- uh, Kevin Costner when he was in Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah. That was a great film. Yep. Go on. What was his name? Paws or something like that? One mm-hmm. paw? Oh, what's going Is um. that a moose? <laughs> yeah, hmm? I don't know. It's just you know that story about uh, how Kevin Costner was in the uh, was in the cavalry and he you know was trying to commit suicide and then became somehow a war hero mm-hmm. by his act. Uh, and then he was given the option to pick his next post, so he picked the West. And I think he went out to I I don't know if they said went like Wyoming or something or the Dakotas maybe. Other Dakotas. West Dakota? Yeah, West Dakota, yeah, which is Wyoming. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, so when he went out there, he found an abandoned fort. Uh, we don't know if the Native Americans killed all the uh, the army or not, but he uh, settled there, and eventually he met the, the natives and became one of them over time. Got a hot Indian squaw. Well, I mean, do you blame him? He's an Indian outlaw. <laughs> Half Cherokee and Choctaw. <laughs> my my papa, he's a Chippewa, and then uh, and then the army showed up, mm-hmm. and then he was the bad guy. He was the traitor, and he had to f- he think had to make between, a choice. Yeah, the, the Indians or the cowboys. Yep, and then the you know just the the story unfolds, just like history, and it, it was a war. It was a war the U.S. Army against the the Native Americans, and they weren't. Um, from what I'm understanding, is you know we we consider them one group, and I think that's why this is such a big topic mm-hmm. to cover is there are many 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 groups yeah you know many tribes and not oh, all yeah. tribes were friendly and no tribes were warring with each other and then the white man came in and was trying to well from what i understand um uh well anyway with the, with the uh uh with france that uh on the french and indian war uh-huh. the indians sided with france and yep. france ended up being on the losing end so That's white what man came in and yep. started to, but you know what i mean I so think it would have ended that way either. If, well, either if they, were, I mean, don't you feel like you know they sided with the other guy, tried to kill you, and now you won? Don't you feel like a little like a hey, fuck you, you yep. know, kind of thing? Yep. I think there was a little bit of that in there too. Yeah. It makes sense if there was. Yeah, they were on the losing end, and exactly. uh, the U.S. said, eh, "Yeah, we'll see it. how this ends." Suck it, in. But you know, the, the they kept coming to uh, treaties, and the U.S. kept. Backing down on the treaties yeah. and kept stuffing it to them constantly, and I think that was that's what soured the relationship over time mm-hmm. is the fact that you know we weren't necessarily like on the best of terms. You know, it's like you, sometimes your enemy you can cooperate with and you you can you can come up with a you know terms to live by, but they kept coming up with these terms and then you know backdooring them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nobody likes it in the back door. Well, not well, not not from what I not heard. True, some people like it in the back door. <laughs> Now, I understand that the Native Americans, Indians, you to call them Indian because they were Indian nations, uh, inhabited First Nation, inhabited the U.S. Uh, they were all, they were the, uh, the, uh, like the OG indigenous, indigenous people. Yeah. Um, and then the first person to arrive was who? Christopher Columbus. Fucking Christopher Columbus. <laughs> 
But you know what? And he didn't know that. I think he figured that out. We figured that out after he like showed up and they're like blankets. And he was like, hey. Yeah. And there was there's multiple stories over time of explorers landing someplace and making poor decisions and you know, ending up on the the wrong side of the the musket or the knife. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, hey, I'm a ambassador for this or an explorer or I'm a missionary and then <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Off with your head. Yep. Jeez. You don't speak the same language, you have different cultures and That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's just that's nuts. And but I it makes sense. Columbus was a dick though, so Yeah, well he was Spanish. Yeah. Working for the Italians. Working for the Italians. The Italians. Oh, the King of Spain. King of Spain is who funded his trip over here. Huh. So yeah. he was Italian. He was Italian the working Spanish. for the Spaniards. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I thought he would. No, yeah, you're right. He was okay. Yeah. yeah. So he came over and then uh, lots and lots of warring and quarreling and um, different parts of the U.S. have a lot of uh, rich Indian history, depending yeah. on the nation of Indians that were living there. You know, the Iroquois yeah, nation, of- the Seneca nation, I think the Sioux nation, right? Which yeah. was made up of a bunch of tribes, and some of those tribes were quarreling with each other. Oh, yeah. So you call it a nation, but tri- it's, you know. And, and that was, you know, that's the misnomer, is like when you when you talk about like a uh, Native American chief, they weren't really set up in that way where one person was in control over like a group of warriors. Mm-hmm. So when they came to these bigger battles against the U.S. cavalry, they just, they weren't equipped to fight back. Yeah. You know, they would win, you know, through guerrilla warfare, taking out small groups, but then these bigger battles, they just, you know. Yeah. And to hear them, to hear them tell the stories about how, you know, they were there, everything was peaceful. The world around them was sublime because they, they embraced nature and everything else. And then this, this force comes in that just totally, you know, Totally screws it up. I am the original inhabitant of this land. My kind once had a pristine isle, majestic and untouched. Then we were driven out of it. Untouched. By a bunch of goddamn fucking crackers. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cracker. <laughs> so, telling you, it's sad. It makes I mean, me makes me want to cry a little bit. But again, they were warring between each other. I mean, uh, one of the stories that I read about the culture of a Native American warrior is that it wasn't so much about going and killing somebody and fighting for a specific reason, which, you know, those those things do happen because mm-hmm. of land and food and, and, and such and such. Uh, but part, about, part of it was like a uh, becoming of man story mm-hmm. where like, hey, you know, I'm growing up and I need to prove myself as a warrior. So what they would do is they would get on the horseback or, or what have you and ride as close as possible and take a swing at the guy or just ride as close as possible without doing that just to show that they were brave and they weren't afraid of death. Right. So it was a very typical thing, and that's you know that's where like the scalping and stuff uh, came into because they were just – the way they fought was just brutal because they weren't afraid. They were, they, they were raised that way. That's how they proved themselves. Yeah. Yep. Well, why did they make all those noises on their horses? Like the cowboys didn't weren't like hey, 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 well, I'm, I'm, I'm. they just shot them right they were just like I don't know maybe that's just was that like a like wild that's like, like karate wild? going yeah 
like a wild when animal kind of thing? Like, you scare you to hear me? I mean, was yeah, that? maybe it's part. I actually don't know that. But I it, always it sounds wondered. like maybe that's just part of like you know, just when you're at battle, it's their your adrenaline's going, and that may be part of their language, yelling, making noise. Being, now, somehow, it seems like the Spartans would be a lot more scary if they were running at you. Well, they, yeah. You know. Well, they had shields. And, oh, oh, yeah. oh. You know, it's like, holy That's, shit. I don't know. I think that would be pretty scary. if you heard that coming over the ridge? Oh, after what they did to Custard. Holy shit. shit. 30 to 100 of those guys coming General, at you. General George All Custard. painted up. Yeah. Tomahawks and clubs. Handprints and, on the side of their horses. Oh, my God. Riding at you. Custard's That's like, the scariest thing uh, ever. Custard. And they're just quiet because they're trying to concentrate and load. Yeah. As these guys are throwing things at them. Bow and arrows and... The clubs were rocks, massive. Oh. Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh. You're right in the face of yep. them. Yeah, <laughs> getting smacked in the head with a bull's dick, <laughs> or or a 14 inch purple dildo. One or the other. Whatever. <laughs> Take to each like, his own. It was like 18. Poor, poor George General Custer. Yeah. So what happened to him? He, you know, through the Indians surrounded him and hits Custer's last stand. Huh. I wonder what his last words were. It must have oh. been pretty scary. Where all these fucking Indians come from. <laughs> That's his last words. Kablow. So did so, he just get some bad intel? He got some bad intel. Yeah. However, he did. He did not win, but he received the Medal of Honor. Did he? One of the not more well-known Medal of Honor wasn't recipients. A, wasn't it a? Uh, wasn't it a failure? Uh, no. The Calvary. I no. Mean, they, it was bad intel, and he lost the battle. I don't they know. They won the war. I mean, right. they, I mean that's. That's part of the story is that they lost that battle. I'll tell you what. And that um, was after they beat, beat yes. the Indians previously. Yeah. He, he, I don't know how he became surrounded and was killed, but uh, that is actually on a previous uh, podcast. Oh, was it? Titled, You Don't Win the Medal of Honor. And I wasn't there for that. Ge- no, no. George Custer was, was part of that, and we explained, and I don't remember, of course. Yep. Um, but it is what it is. So. Yeah, because uh, Custer won battle a little Bighorn prior to that, before right. his last stand. Right. Yeah. He won the and yeah, he won the Medal of Honor. And uh, I don't know if it was for that. For the Bighorn. I'm not sure if it was for the Battle of Little Bighorn. I'm We're gonna have sure. to look that up at some point. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I find the uh, where I grew up, um, there's a lot of uh, religion mixed in with the Indian culture. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, in the Northeast, and because well, uh, they believed in like nature. Right. right, and they were not uh, educated people as far as Western education, so they didn't understand a lot of Western civilization. You know what I mean? What what things were common to the Westerners. I mean, they had good... Even com- though they lived in the West? Yeah. Well, you're right. Well, I'm saying it, the people, the, the settlers or whoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pil- had, the pilgrims. I mean, they had great comedy clubs. But yeah. There was a lot of other stuff that they... <laughs> just saying. Pony and Eagle walked, walked up, up to, to coyotes. coyotes. Oh, God. Pony said, said to Coyote, coyote I am very mad at Eagle. Will you yell at him for me? Coyote said to Pony, Why can you not yell yourself? And Pony replied, Because I am a little horse. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Uh, it was funny, though. I'm a little horse. I'm a little horse. Total dad joke. Total dad joke. No, it wasn't. That was a total South Park. But anyway. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so, uh. We're talking about religious stuff in the Native, Native Americans? Yeah. Um, in the Northeast, uh, New York State, um, the town of Fultonville, uh, there was a, a Mohawk Indian uh, encampment. The, the Iroquois and the Mohawks were 
quarreling with the Algonquin Indians and the Huron Indians. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were a part of the, I believe, the Iroquois Nation, but um, they were always, they were like natural enemies with each other. So these French uh, Jesuit priests. Jews? No, Jesuit. Jesuit? Jesuit. Whatever, Stephen. So uh, these two... uh, Jesuit uh, priest How many times over. are you going to say that? Hot hop, hop, hop. <laughs> And the, it was in the 17th century, so it was, what, the uh, 1600s? Yes. Um, their names many were... Many moons ago. Many, many, many moons ago. They uh, came down from Canada, I believe, French French Canada. Oh, so, Canada. Oh, Canada. And they came to the Mohawk village of uh, Osternanon. That's what it was called, Osternanon. Say that 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was a Mohawk, a Mohawk village. Um so their name were Isaac Jogues and Rene Goupil. That obviously French names, right? So they came See. and they became friends, very friendly with the northern tribes, which were the Algonquin, the Huron. Um, became friends with them. I don't know if they were like preaching to them or if they just were friendly with them and 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 explaining to that them. That was probably the thing. Yeah, and and I think they the the northern tribes embraced a little more what was going on. It was cold. So they said, well, you know, the Mohawk Indians and the Iroquois, in, or the Mohawk Indians and the uh, Iroquois Indians uh, are enemies. Let us let us go talk to them and try to, you know, to spread, you know, love and whatever else. So um, so the Algonquin and Huron were enemies with the southern tribes, Iroquois and Mohawk. Yes, the Iroquois and the Mohawk were the southern tribes. Okay. Um, so Rene Goupil, uh, who was one of the Jesuits, uh, priests that went, went to the Mohawk village, which was uh, Ostrinanon. That was the village he went to. And, I mean, they were, the Indians that were there were not, you know, they didn't uh, receive them badly. But Rene Goupil got there, and the Indian children ran up to him, and he made, like, the sign of the cross over one of the little Indian children to uh-uh. bless them. Uh-uh. And immediately the whole village saw that as, like, some kind of sorcery. some kind of yeah, it just uh, looks like you cursed them. Sorcery. So yeah. they, they killed him on the spot. And uh, the Catholic Church martyred him because he was killed and, you know, preaching in the name of what does that mean? God. Well, to be martyred in the uh, uh, Christian faith, I guess, means that you are. Um, it's when you're killed for your beliefs. Oh, okay. In God, and he right. was, you know, blessing and so they killed him. So anyway, because um, he, he threw out some some of the wrong gang. He signs. threw out the wrong gang sign. <laughs> now <The> wrong village. <laughs> Ain't no Crips allowed here. Okay. Oh, so. I thought you guys were Algonquin. <laughs> <laughs> so. Isaac Jogues, which was the other Jesuit priest, um, he also uh, tried to make friends with the southern tribes and didn't bless the kids because <laughs> he, he learned his lesson. It's like, hey, I got this figured out. So he had what they call the black box. He had a black like storage chest that he had with him. It was with, with a lock and key. And so the, it was like an audio recording device? No. Just a, a black box? Just a like chest. on a plane? No. Not like on a plane. Oh, like... Huh. Like a, like a they wooden... called it the black box. It, oh, was, okay. it was a chest. It was a storage chest. It was black. How big? Uh, I don't know. Like three foot by four foot. Okay. Big enough to stuff your ass in. <laughs> so he, the Indian saw this, and they thought this was magical. And he's like, no, it's just a, a storage chest. So he said, look, I'll show you. And he opened it up, and they saw that it was a locked box. They couldn't get it open, and only he could open it with this piece of metal. And they were like, whoa. And he's like, no, no, no. It's really nothing, you know, superstitious or, or supernatural. Look, here's what's in the box. It's just a storage box. And he left. What's in the box? What's in the box? So he left it open. And uh, when he left it open, he went to Canada. Um, 
and he sought out a friend of his whose name was, uh, what was it? Was it John? It was, uh, let's see. See, I got John a little, I, I got a little note here, but, um, yeah, oh, there's so many names. Oh yeah. There. His, it was, his, he went to Montreal to, uh, build a mission with another Jesuit priest. And, I'm, and, uh, what was his name? And his name is John C. <laughs> oh, that's it. I, didn't, I, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I know. Um, so anyway. That was too easy. Yeah, it was too easy. So I was kind of telegraphed. So he went to Canada to build a mission with John Leland, who was another Jesuit priest. And they so were there. It was John. They were, it was John. <laughs> they were there for, John Cena's brother. They were there for a few months. So when they came back to the village, um, the villagers surrounded them because while they were gone, Uh-oh. he he left the black chest open. They not only had failure of their crops, but they had sickness and some death in their village. And they thought that he had released evil spirits out of the box. And it was so, probably just flu season. It, well, it probably was something like that. So when him and John Leland pandemic. came back to the village, they went into the village. The villagers surrounded him and they stripped him and uh, tortured them. Then they killed him with tomahawks. So they both Yikes. were also martyred. Now the this was all in one spot, one little village. Oh, really? So okay. fast forward to today, um, the Catholic Church, however, was funded, built a shrine on the location of that Mohawk Indian village. And there's a ravine that runs behind that shrine. And they and there's signs there that tell about the journey of Isaac Jogues, Rene Goupil, where they were martyred, where they were killed, and that the one, they tied boulders to him and put him in the water to, to sink him under the water and... Um, the shrine is huge. It's a huge circular building uh, with like 30 doors all the way around it and open air. And uh, at one point, the they now call it, I think, the Shrine of the Martyrs. Uh, and it's in Orysville, New York, so which is in Fultonville. So three people that just screwed up a little bit. Yeah. They got big time. Because it wasn't like they stood up for their faith. They just did a couple small nuanced F-ups. Yeah, which weren't even really F-ups. It's like someone else misinterpreted. Yeah, like, oh, I just, hey, anyone see that box I left around here? And then everyone's whack, whack, yeah, not whack. Like they, <laughs> yeah, it's not like they drove their Porsche into a That was like you have to make a choice, you know. Died con- in a fire. Convert to our faith. Crash. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that. And uh, But anyway, they were martyred. Catholic Church martyred them. And uh, also, it was the birthplace of another famous Indian maiden, Kateri Tekakwitha. Oh, hello. Kateri Tekakwitha. Um, she was an Indian-born maiden. She... she adopted christianity she took a vow of piety and uh um chastity for her life she got smallpox at 24 and she died from smallpox but it was reported by the people in her village that the minute that she died her smallpox scars on her face cleared up and disappeared and her face became like radiant again and it was the church considered that a miracle the first miracle that That was the drugs and she's now a saint and so are isaac jogues Rene goupil and john leland they're all saints in the eyes of the you know, Catholic, Christian church, whatever. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and they were that was all right there. So the shrine marks all of that. And because those those things actually happened right there on that piece of land, the Pope at one point in time, years ago, was flown in. Which see, Pope? Pope John Paul. Okay. He was flown in secretly, unbeknownst to the people that even lived in that town, um, to visit and make a pilgrimage. And he, at one point, labeled that as the most, the holiest building in North America. Why was it so secret? They didn't want people to know he was there. It would have probably made a huge... I think it's a small hamlet, and they didn't want to overrun knowing that he was coming. Okay. And people make regular pilgrimages there every year from all over the country, all over the world. So it's it's a pretty cool place. When I researched it, I was like, this is wild. Because so, the Pope said it was cool? 
Yeah, right. Like he uh, gave it like four stars on yeah, right. Travelocity or whatever. Yeah, right. LeBron <laughs> says that pink sneakers are cool, so now I want to wear them too. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah, Pope liked the bed and breakfast. <laughs> and where was it again? Fultonville? Fultonville, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, the, you think about how the Indians, what they understood and how they interpreted very basic things. Yeah. You know, like the Indian medicine men, you know, Western civilization, be like, well, what's going on with that? These guys are nuts. They're looking at us going, wow, they're conjuring demons. Well, that's that's a little something that I I uh, picked up after doing some reading about the Native American people is that uh, the medicine men um, were actually more than likely to have some form of schizophrenia or other mental health illnesses mm-hmm. um, that would... Uh, allow them to have these like uh, visual hallucinations, audio visual hallucinations. And um, so let's help them out. So give them some, so the native American stuff. uh, They, they embraced that because they, you know, they saw, they saw it was like a a sign from whoever the the gods Mm -hmm. are. I'm not sure how that works, but that's, that's kind of what they said is. And so they embraced that and they pushed that on them. So if they, if there was a uh, young individual that started to show these signs, they really just, uh, they, they uh, the community that kind of wrapped themselves around that and, like and, he and was forced destined. it on them. He was yeah. destined to be a it's shaman like, oh, no, or a medicine. We're going to send you out in the woods and wait till you freak out or something happens. You run and cry and they say you saw something. Talk and, to the great spirit. Wait till the great white wolf comes to yeah, see Yeah, like, hey, something. let's give them drugs. And, and, and they just really wanted to push it Could on Could you them. imagine, like, yeah. prepare yourself. Oh, here we go. You're yeah. about to learn. The terrible truth. Does anybody want to hit before we get into this? Twink? <laughs> Shit, we smoking. I hit it. Pass the weed, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a kazoo. God damn. A tribe in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Sativa. Good shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah so that, that's kind of what I I picked up is you know they just they embrace that and uh, you know for good or for bad. Yeah. That's what it was. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> How do you pick? Like, do you pick out of a hat? Like, like, no, just like, who's uh, going to be the nutty that, shaman? That little kid's kind of weird, so let's uh, let's give him some drugs. Get him to tweak out. Let's give him a psychotic break. See what happens. I love it. See if we can, see if we can fix this bum knee. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Happy's got a bum knee. Take some drugs. He'll be fine. How do you name the children of our tribe? How? Well, when I child is born and I see Joe Snow gently falling, I name child Snow gently falling. Where's this going? When a child is born and I see sun rising in east, I name child sun rising in east. <laughs> when a child is born and I see moon slowly rising over water, I name child moon slowly rising over water. Jesus. <laughs> Tell me, two dogs fucking, why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Total dad joke. So, you know what? I think we should move on to a big dick hero of the week. Yeah, let's do that. My dick like the Mississippi River. My dick ass your bitch. What's for dinner? Give me a really big dick. Size of a dick does matter. Wow. Size does matter. Ooh. All right, let's uh. Let's jump on the big dick of the week. <laughs> oh, go right ahead, Steve. I think I'll take a pass on that. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, to each his own. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and drink my whiskey and probably watch just to see what happens. 
All right. So our big dick hero of the week is Mr. Black Elk. Ooh, Black Elk. Yes. Not related to... Uh, Red Deer? Not related to Red Stag or... No. Not at all. I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Red Breast? I hope so. Um, He was actually... Red Skelton? Nope. He was Red actu- Fox. <laughs> actually... Redhead. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Red Sox? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, he was he was related to Crazy Horse. Really? Yeah, it was uh, his second cousin. So Crazy Horse, Chief Crazy Horse, badass leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was like also knew Sitting Bull. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So Black Elk. He didn't walk um, a lot, did he? Who Sitting Bull? He didn't exercise a lot. No, did he? he just rode on a horse. He just sat there. Yeah, sat sat on a bull. It was sitting on bull or sitting bull. Sitting bull. So he was a sitting bull. He didn't sit on a bull. Oh, Did true. he sit on a bull? No, just sitting bull. Right. He was the bull, and he was right. sitting. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, black elk. <laughs> not to be confused with red deer. <laughs> Go on. Let's oh not do God. this again. So, not a ton of things are known intimately about the Native American people because it was really hard to get their stories because they generally didn't sit down with the white man, a.k.a. the reporters and journalists, to get their full story stories recorded because everything was, you know, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so the turn of the century, 19, uh, 20th century, uh, early 1900s, okay. um, this guy, John Kneehart, was able to break into the village, not break in, but break in as in spend time with, uh, with the people oh, okay. and got to know them. And he was able to get Black Elk to open up to him and tell the Native American story from his perspective. Hmm. And so he wrote this book that it's like, I mean, it's like a thousand, fifteen hundred pages. I think really? it's a, it's, it's known as like the Native American Bible because it tells so much of the history from such an important Native American perspective. Um, yeah. And so, um, let's see, Black Elk. So he was born in 1863, what's known as uh, Wyoming now. Uh, he was part of the Lakota or the West Dakota. West Dakota. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Wyoming is West Dakota. Yeah. The Oglal Lakota tribe, uh, also the Sioux, which would like to be the, the, the bigger group. Part of the Sioux Nation? Yep. Okay. Um, so he became a warrior at a young age, and eventually he became a medicine man. Um, and you. actually he converted at some point uh, to Catholicism and became a, a, a priest uh, with the Catholic Church. Really? Uh-huh. Um, so he so he was a leader uh, for the Sioux uh, for the resistance against the white man uh, in the in the northern Great Plains. So during that time, when the white man was coming over and just slaughtering people, he he lived through that throughout that period. So the last few major battles between the Indians and the whites, he took part of, and then he was part of like the treaty process. And then he was part of like. Um, the act where they uh, put them all in the reservations. And so he lived through, like, that whole period, that whole transformation. period. Didn't he, didn't he, wasn't he talked into uh, agreeing and entering into? Yeah, part so, of so part of the story is that he was in a few of the major battles. Uh, I think he uh, actually fought against Custer. Uh, so he was in the Battle of Little Bighorn. Where all these uh, Indians come from. Yep. Well, this was before they took him out. Right. Um, so they, uh, they defeated Custer in, in battle, the little big horn. Um, and then they just 
came under such intense uh, firepower of the of the American cavalry after that fact because it's like oh now we got to step up the game so they mm-hmm. shipped a lot of troops out there and uh, they just they basically wiped them off the the map and then uh, pushed them out to the reservations and he he fought that for so long uh, until there was a, uh, a a slaughtering of like two hundred um, Sioux in one of the villages, it was like men, women, and children. They just came through and slaughtered them. And then I think he, he finally came to the point as like, I need to, I need, I need to throw up the, the white flag and, and uh, submit to them. So yeah, it was after so he the, fought to the very end. It was after the battle of wounded knee, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. You, you fuck up your knee, man. You can't do anything. No, you can't. It just, it's what yeah, happens. It just takes over your whole life. So just go back to being yep. a medicine man and get it over with. Yeah. So he converted after that. Uh, he was actually, Talked into into the conversion by I think Crazy Horse. Mm-hmm. I think he was uh, one of them one ones that like, hey man, we're losing this and a uh, couple couple more uh, swings of the club and we're we're giving it up. So like the Italian army. What about them? <laughs> Go Russia! Oh shit, they're losing. Go USA! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just an interesting story. And then at one point, he actually this is kind of a bizarre point to this is that he uh left the reservation at one point to tour with the buffalo bills wild west show like a circus show i was so gonna he say was don't like, tell me he's in the nfl too <laughs> <laughs> xfl <laughs> no so, he actually uh yeah he, he he completely converted and he you know tried out the whole the whole thing to to bring his culture to the white people and try to show them, you know, Hey, this is, this is what a native American looks like. And this is who I am. And, um, so he was, it was just a good representation of, of the native American people. To find that which you seek, all you must do is look deep into my bag of wonderment. (laughs) Bag of wonderment. (laughs) (laughs) And weed. Ball bag. My ball bag. Well, one more interesting thing talking about, are you, is it, it, is I want to make sure you. No, no, no. That was, that was pretty um, much the gist of it. You're talking about sitting bull or whatever. There's just there's there, just a ton of information about him, so it's hard to sum that up. It reminded me of an antiques roadshow. Oh god! You're watching on TV. Yeah. Yep. Guy came in with a like a Navajo style blanket that was in his family for dinner. He says, "I'd have it over the back of my couch. I was wondering if it was worth anything." So they spread it out, put it on a rack. The guy looked at it. He's like, see the stitching? Do you see this? Do you see these lines? This ink, this color is only certain kind of ink that was made from berries and shit. Anyway, they authenticated it. Berries and, and shit. And shit. Wow. That's a brownish red. Yeah. They authenticated it and authenticated the fact that that blanket belonged to Sitting Bull. Oh, wow. And it was passed on to generation, given to this guy's grandfather, great-grandfather, as a gift. And this guy had it thrown over the back of his couch for like 40 years. Wow. Anyway, it sold at auction for like $2.7 million. Jesus. <laughs> the guy almost shit himself, and the guy's like, this blanket is close to being priceless. And he's like, yeah. I had her hanging over my couch for like 40 years. The guy's sounds, like, I think you should take like better a care of it. like a bad decorator. Yeah, and it was like, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. You know? But uh, that, anyway, I, I, had to, I thought of that when you said that, and I was like, man, could you imagine that? Hey, I got this old shoe in my garage. It's like belonging to Peter Pan. It's worth $3 million. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the, Despite all the bad stories and the bad press with the Native American people, um, their their history is starting to be like un, unearthed and understood a little bit more. But they've also become like a huge part of like American pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you know all the different 
sports teams that yeah. name themselves after the Native American people. Yeah, Kansas and, City Chiefs, Washington Redskins. You know, all these and, – and now, of course, everyone's taking offense today, so we have yeah. to call ourselves the Washington Cleveland football Indians. team. Yeah. Give me a freaking break. Yeah, and, you know, so, some some will say that's offensive, and some will say, you know, they, this is this is our heritage, and, you know, like, it is what it is, and let's embrace it, and it could be a good thing. Like the Warriors. Yeah, but these are the same people that are saying that there's 27 different genders, too. So, I mean, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. Nobody- I mean, the U.S. military named a lot of their equipment after the Native American – like the the Tomahawk cruise missile, the Apache helicopter. I mean, so Chinook there's got to be helicopter. some some level of respect that's there. Despite, I mean, yeah, you're using some slang terms. But you're the, the you're, Redskins. I mean, but, but how know, bad could it really be? That's that's got to be it's like been like that. It's got to be an honor to a certain extent, exactly. right? Exactly. And you know what? When they when people were moving and lobbying for the Redskins to change their whatever. The uh, Native American tribes, uh, or the, the nation, the Indian, stood up and said, no, First don't. Nation, yeah. Don't. No, there's no need to do that. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And they did it anyway. It's like, because we know what's best for We've you. We've come so far. Now, now that we're... would offend me. Oh. You know what's best for me, oh, so yeah? you're telling him to change this? Mm-hmm. Well, blow it out your ass. <laughs> I'm the Indian, not you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. You know what? Now I'm going to get mad. I don't want to get mad. I'll sit on that total ball and spin. There are only two genders. Thank you. Total dad. That wasn't a dad. I was wrong fucking button. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I think we're done here. <laughs> I, agree. I think that's about all right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for listening in our Cowboy and Indian episode. Um, WhiskeyGuysLive at gmail.com. Go ahead and email us, even though nobody will, because nobody listens to this. I mean, who email like... Who emails Snap, stupid things Instagram, like that? Like, whatever. If it was just like a comment section, maybe we'd get on social media. Well, the, One get hold of us on social media. We're going to do Instagram. My, my daughter will do our Instagram page. Or something like that. You guys do some we shit. We have a TikTok page. Check it out. Okay, sounds good. See you later. Bye. Peace.